Thank you, and welcome to this teaching from Today Evangelical Ministries. Today Evangelical Ministries is dedicated to teaching the undiluted truth of God's Word. Here is Dr. Emeka Ozrumba as he brings today's teaching. May the Lord bless you as you listen. We're going to answer three questions. Hopefully I can get all of them, but one of them actually we'll, we'll devote more time to. Okay, so the first question, we've been dealing with so many things. And last week, does anybody recall what we dealt with? The measure and, of what? And trial of faith. And I'm going to answer about three questions unrelated to that, but very close to it. I think we probably just have to really pardon the fact that one question has been dealt with very thoroughly in this place. But we have many new people, and they, have to, they deserve to actually have their questions answered. Number one, this is the question that someone, I mean, they referred me back to Matthew 18. Can you read Matthew 18, please? 28 to 30. Matthew 18, 28 to 30. Yes. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Mm -hmm. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison. Till he should pay the debt. That's all. Went and threw him into prison so he should pay the debt. And what did the master do? The master revoked, the master revoked his what? His own, his own pardon. Let's get it that way. The same chapter 18, listen to me, and this is the question that Christ said, and indeed Christ said, if my brother sins against me, go to him, right? We've dealt with this before, but I need to really get it right now. Go to him yourself. On 101, discuss the matter with your brother. If he repents, is that what he says? Then you have gained your brother. However, if he refuses, what do you do? You go with two or three. And if he does not want to listen to them, you go with the church. The church will go. And if the church fails, or if he fails the church, let's put it that way, then you should regard him as what? And somebody was telling me, that's it. That's it. That is it. Once I reach that point, that's what Christ said. Christ said that, but with some, we need to have understanding of what Christ is talking about. Who is actually a taxpayer and a hidden? And what? An unbeliever. Okay, somebody you have tried to reconcile with and it doesn't work. And that person has become a hidden and unbeliever. Does that, not, that person not turn like an enemy to you? Is that an enemy? It's an enemy. Even if I thought it's an enemy. Even if I thought it's an enemy. That's what I'm trying to do right now. What did Christ tell us to do with an enemy? Love your enemy. He has not changed that. Love your enemy. And this is all the way from... The Old Testament. Read me Leviticus 19.18, please. Leviticus 19.18. Yes. 
You shall not take vengeance, mm -hmm. nor bear any grudge against the children of your people. But you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Don't bear any grudge against anyone. Let me tell you, those who are the children of God, they have conformed, they are now what? Transformed into that image of God. And what is that image of God? It's the image of holiness and righteousness. I'm not talking about to the whole world. I'm talking about those who are desirous to enter into the kingdom of God. Christ said it in the old, you are told, you hate your, what? Your enemies are love those who love you. But he said, I tell you, I'm from my father. If you are not as perfect as your father, heavenly father, he said, you will never see him. Because he allows his rain to fall on the wicked. He allows his sun to shine on the wicked and the good. And therefore, be perfect. As your heavenly father is perfect. Those God has called. Unto himself. He requires them to be perfect as he is. Read me Jeremiah's, please. I mean, sorry, Genesis 17 1, please. Genesis 17 1. Yes. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am Almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. Walk before me and be blameless. If you look at Matthew 5 48, he said, Be you perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. He forgives. Let me tell everyone right now here. If you try and try and try and it doesn't work, you have not tried enough. You know one thing? If God has stopped trying for you and I, I wonder what would happen. Now, remember one thing? He's given us that grace and he said it and it is written. Forgive so that you will be forgiven. Our Father who art in heaven, forgive us. But you see, when we read that very chapter, we stop right there. But we don't proceed further where Peter was asking Christ. What did he ask Christ? He said, how many times would my brother offend me and I still forgive him? Seven times? What did Christ say? Are you sure he said 70 times seven? As far as I'm concerned, spiritually he said infinity. I don't know, 70 times 7, keep going. In other words, until you die, you don't stop forgiving. You know why? Because there is no limit to love and there's no limit to forgiveness. Without forgiveness, you will never have a pure heart. And blessed are those, according to Matthew 5, no, according to Matthew 5, 8, blessed are those who have what? Pure heart. That's only ones who will see God. God cannot be associated with evil. God cannot be associated with darkness. One who is not forgiven is still in darkness. And according to 1 John, please read 1 John for me. 1 John 1, 5 to 7. 1 John 1, 5 to 7. Whoever... This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you. That God is light mm -hmm. and in him is no darkness at all. No darkness at all, yes. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, mm -hmm. we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Now, this is someone who is born of God, a replica of God. 
One that the Spirit of God now is the one leading. Because according to Romans 8, 14, what he said, said, as many as are led, forget about whatever we do, as many as are led by the Spirit. The Spirit of God cannot leave somebody, lead someone who is in darkness, lead someone who is unforgiven. Forget it. God is pure. From the beginning, Genesis, he said, be you holy, for I am what? Holy also. So those who are led by that spirit, operate in the spirit. That's the spirit of love, the spirit of forgiveness and reconciliation, the spirit of purity, the spirit of righteousness, because those who are born of God are now created unto, like what? God. They are God, the small God, unto unbelievers. Give me Ephesians 4.24, please. Ephesians 4.24. Yes. And that you put on the new man. The new man, yes. Which was created according to God mm -hmm. in true righteousness and holiness. This person now is created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. That is why if you look at 2 Corinthians what 5.17, he said, well, all those who are in Christ, they are new creatures. The old things they used to hold them back before are all gone. There is nobody who can be set free. So I want everybody to get this clear. If one is really truly of God, when anybody offends you, no matter how many times, even if at all he does not want to reconcile with you, no matter whatever you try, then your spiritual responsibility is ushered in. What is that spiritual responsibility? Father, forgive him. He doesn't know what he's doing. What is that spiritual responsibility? Praying to God. Until you reach that stage where you're praying for your enemy, not against him. Praying for your enemy. For Lord, please have mercy. Remember, Lord, I knew where I was before. I was a sinner. Just about all of us here, we, we are murderers. Because you know one thing? The scripture says that whoever hates his brother is a murderer. I'm not the one saying all these things. We were also, I did all sorts of things. You did. But remember the grace of God and from where you came from. And begin from there to begin to intercede. And to, why did God call us? So that we can try to get over that to him. So I'm just going to stop there because we've dealt with this topic before. The second one I'm going to deal with right now is this question. Oh my goodness. Somebody asked me a question of why. You know that why, from this very day, I ask you as a child of God, remove why from their vocabulary when it comes to what God has done and what God has not done. Because it's God, we cannot figure it out. Somebody, there's a question. It's a very important question, okay? He said, why did God ask some people to disguise their mission and even did not punish Abraham when Abraham lied? It's a very good question. Why did he do that? <laughs> Sister Joanne. Because let me say, let it be written now. Let it be written. God is God and the all-knowing God, the creator of heaven and earth. There is no way any creature created by God can ever challenge him. His ways are different from our ways. We should never ask why. And you know one thing? We should never do anything because, oh, this person did this and nothing happened to him. This is the way it's going to No, that's not God. You don't know what's going to happen. You know one thing? I don't even know how I can describe Jonas. Prophet Jonas was, the grace he had was beyond me and mercy. This man complained and complained and God had mercy on him. But there were people who complained once and he struck them. So since we don't know, let us all fear when we go to him. Read me, as I please, 55, 8 to 9. 
Isaiah 55, 8 to 9. Yes. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Yes. No, I'm your ways, my ways, says the Lord. Mm -hmm. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And they are told, and they are told. Read me Isaiah 40, please, 28. Isaiah 40, 28. Yes. Have you not known? Mm -hmm. Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. His understanding is unsearchable. Whatever you do in life, do not question God. Whatever you do in life, listen to me right now, do not strive against God. It's not possible. Read me Isaiah 45, please. Isaiah 45. Yes. Read me 8 to 9. That's fine. 8 to 9. Rain down, you heavens, from above, <laughs> and let the skies pour down righteousness. Yes. Let the earth open. Let them bring forth salvation, and let righteousness spring up together. I, the Lord, have created it. He's created all this. Yes, go on. Woe to him who strives with his maker. Woe to him who strives with who? His maker. His maker. Let the potsherd strive with the potsherds of the earth. Shall the clay say to him who forms it, what are you making? Or shall your handiwork say, he has no hands? That's a very good question. He's God. Whatever he does is good. Because he knows the purpose that is there. That's why he told us in Proverbs, said, you know one thing, I create all things, even evil, for the evil day. You know, we worry about the devil, and probably we should worry about that. But God created the devil, and sometimes he will use the devil to fulfill his purpose. Now, you may say, what is he talking about? If you recall very well, remember when God was doing with Ahab? Ahab was just wanted to go ahead and go contrary to God. And God said, I wonder which spirit will go and convince Ahab. Let him go so he can die there. Do you agree with me that God created the devil? Yes. Right? And he can do whatever he wants. Read me Proverbs 16, 4. Proverbs 16, 4. Yes. The Lord has made all for himself. Mm -hmm. Yes, even the wicked for the day of doom. Even for the wicked, for what? For the day of doom. He uses all that. If you have time, we're not going to deal with it right now because of the time we have. Read Romans 9, 11 to about 23. You will see, you will read, a, read a small portion of it from 11, please. Okay. Romans 9 from verse 11. For the children not yet being born, mm -hmm. nor having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election... According to what? Election. Yes, go on. ...might stand. Yes. Not of works, but of him who calls. It was said to her, the older shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob I have loved, but Esau I have hated. What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? Certainly not. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whomever I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whomever I will have compassion. Let's stop right there. You can go ahead and finish reading everything when you have time. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. You know one thing? He told us, he said, well, for this purpose, I, I created Pharaoh. You know one? I created Pharaoh to harden the heart. I, the Lord, did it. For whatever my purpose may be, I'll just do it. 
The third question we're going to deal with, now that will take us a longer time, please let's pay attention and listen very carefully. That's predestination. Predestination. And somebody was asking me, are there some people predestined to make heaven, no matter whatever? No matter what. Please mark that. Are there people predestined to make heaven, no matter whatever the situation may be? God Almighty, before the foundation of the world, had predestined some people for whatever he's chosen. I don't know how. I don't even know how I made it here to be here talking about God. I don't know how you made it here. Remember yourself, you couldn't do it on your own. He had predestined and predestined people for his purpose. Listen to me carefully. Some people say, you know what, somebody was walking around, and I need to let you right know why now. Because this argument came when somebody was telling me, and I've had it from many people, even here. Somebody had brought it up. I said, well, you know what, uh, whatever happens, I will make heaven because I have Christ's DNA in me. You have Christ's DNA what? DNA. You can have whatever you want to have. Let's, let's get that right now. I'm going to come to it. Predestination. How would you actually define predestination? He's still using destination. I need another word. You know, is, is, would you say that it is uh, predetermined? No, predetermined has a lesser impact. You know, I would, I would say predestination is foreordained. You know, when somebody has, God has decreed, this is my ordination, it is done. You see, I'm not going to change my mind. God has done that. I'm just trying to tell you right now, but we're going to see where people have gone wrong in thinking that this is a license. Oh, God has said it, and I'm going to. And they tried to bring Paul. We're going to correct that. I mean, I mean Paul never confused, never in any way contradicted God. It's not possible. And I will explain all that to you right now. Never. Read me Romans, please. 8, 28, 30. Romans this is a very important 8, topic, please. Yes. 28 to 30. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, mm -hmm. he also predestined yes. to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified... These he also glorified. Did anybody pick why one is predestined? If you don't pick it, if you don't keep it, we're going to come to it right now. Do anybody do that? There's something that happened. Let me ask for Apostle, please, 1348. It's amazing what God can do. Acts. Acts of Apostles. Chapter 1348, yeah. 1348. Now, when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as had been appointed to eternal life believed. So, go my reader is going to, as many as have been what? Appointed to eternal life. As many. So, God had appointed some for eternal life. Come in now, please get it now. That should make us clap and be happy. Yes. 
but let us all fear. Has appointed some, as many have been appointed. In fact, when Paul was in Ephesus, okay, he was in Ephesus, and then God said, don't leave that place. You know one thing? Because I have many people. Read me Acts of Apostles 18.10, please. Acts 18.10. For I am with you, and no one will attack you to hurt you. For I have many people in this city. I have many people in this city. Now, we're just trying to build it because this is unbelievable blessing of grace that God has given to other people who have chosen. That's why you are here. But we're going to come to understanding why and what it is. How far can we stretch predestination? We'll find out right now. Remember in 1 Kings, Elijah was crying and said, you know one thing, Lord, they killed all your prophets. And I was the only one left. And God says something to Elijah. What did he say? He said, I have 7,000. He didn't say I have 7,000. He said, I have reserved unto myself. Oh, God. I, lo I love that. Used to, I have reserved unto myself 7,000. But those 7,000, who were they? He says, 7,000 that have not bowed their knee. Not that they will not bow in the time goes on. But for now, they've not bowed their knee. Are we trying to get all these things right now? So now, what is the purpose of predestination? The purpose of predestination, Paul said it there, but you know, people will just pick Paul and they will not understand, have no spiritual understanding. He said, those people are predestined to be transformed, to conform into the image of the Son. And then, if you look at that as of Apostle, when we do 13, that 1348, he said, these people are appointed to eternal life. So the first thing about predestination, for the purpose of it, is to know God and to make God known. I'm coming to it right now, please. Is to know God and to make God known. Because what is eternal life? Give me John 17, 3, please. John 17, 3. Yes. And this is eternal life. And this is what? Uh-huh. That they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. The only reason why God will predestine someone is to conform to the image, to get to know him. You open your eyes, it's a favor coming in. And you will see very soon that predestination is synonymous with grace. Please prepare your questions. It's synonymous with that. He has predestined them that they will be conformed to that image. Let's look at if you can pick this one up. It's from Genesis. Read me Genesis 1.27, please. God has never changed. The same thing. Yes? Genesis 1.27. So God created man in his own image. In his what? In his own The same image. image that we lost that is trying to get us to conform again. In his own image. But he did something a little different. When you are conformed to this image, what do you do with it? He created for you to know him and to make him known. Without bearing fruit, read me Genesis 2.15, please. Genesis 2.15. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to uh -huh. tend and keep it. To tend and do what? Keep it. 
So he created Adam to know him. For what? For what? Tell me. For fellowship? For, to make him known. To, to take care of what is given to him. Remember Peter. Oh my goodness. In John 21, he said, Peter, do what? Peter, feed my... The same thing. God has never changed. Feed my distance. And he went to Abraham. If you look at Genesis 19, 18, what did he tell Abraham? That the reason why he chose Abraham. Okay? Genesis 1819. Yes. For I have known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord, to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to. That him. is eternity, to keep the ways of the Lord. To obey God. If you go back again to John 17, 3. He said, this is what? Eternal life to know him. And according to the scriptures, the only way to know God is to obey him. Anybody who says, I know God, but you don't obey what he tells you to obey. You don't know God. Read me First John, please. 2. Verse 3 to 4. First John 2, 3 to 4. Now, by this we know that we know him. Mm -hmm. If we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. He's a liar. So Adam was, <laughs> Adam was created in the image of the Lord for a purpose. Now, let's get it now. And that's the purpose God has called us. Remember when he told us in John 15, 16, because of the scripture, we don't have all that right now. In John 15, 16, he said, well, you have not chosen me. I'm the one who have called you and what? To do what? To bear fruit. Please, let's get this thing. If anyone does not bear the right fruit for the kingdom of God, he'll be cut off. I'm going to show you where it is. Forget about what anybody claims to be. That's why if you look at Matthew 7, 21 to 27, he said, not all those who say, Lord, Lord, shall enter. No matter whatever they claim to be. Not those who claim to have all the DNA. If you want to have, I don't even want to talk about it. If you want to swallow the DNA, swallow it. But one thing I keep telling you every day here, I don't care what you call yourself, I don't care what you preach, whether you want to call yourself pastor or evangelist or pope or archbishop, call yourself whatever you want to call yourself. But except you do the will of God and the truth and not manipulate it and not lie and not be able to really do what? Deceive yourself and others. So God called us for a purpose. So that is where he had problem with Adam. Adam, I call you to conform it to, so you can fulfill my purpose, whatever that purpose is. And that purpose is for you to take care of this. What is taking care of the garden? You and I, we don't know. But I can tell you right now, spiritually, is that Adam, whatever I tell you to do, obey me. Isn't that what put Adam into trouble? Adam didn't follow. And he kicked him out. But I can tell you right now, God has predestined us so that we can fulfill that whole duty. The only whole duty you and I have. People may think we are foolish. I'm foolish. What is going on? But there's only one whole duty. We talk about so many things happening in the world. We talk about tragedies. We talk about everything. And people will just tell me, they're walking as if the world. We don't care. After all, maybe in about 20 years. Maybe, you know, who knows what's going to happen. But I can tell you, brother and sister, my own world can come to an end today. And what counts is right now. If I'm ready with him. That's why I said they hold it. Read me Ecclesiastes and 12, 13, please. That's Senator's favorite. 
Ecclesiastes 12:13. Yes. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. Isn't that what he told even Adam from the beginning? I don't know why we're changing all these things in the Christendom. Everybody's preaching it. He told what? Adam from the beginning. Adam, fear me. You see, I've created you, but do this. Don't do this one. If you do it, you'll be in trouble. Adam did it in trouble. The same thing he told Abraham. Abraham, we keep that one. We're going. But you cannot. There is no way for one to fulfill the whole duty of God, except one knows and appreciates what God requires of him. Read me Deuteronomy 10, please. 12 to 13. Are you ready? Deuteronomy 10, 12 to 13. Yes, ma'am. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, to obey the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command you today, for your good. For your good. That's what God requires you. Without getting that, and that's where we are stuck. That's where the problem. Without spiritual understanding, he said, the Lord was saying, unto those that believe in me, that have come to me, then God has given to them. Read me Matthew, please. Matthew 11, 13, please. 11 to 15. Matthew 11, 13 to 15. You can just read 13, 11 only. Let's move on. Matthew 13, 11. Matthew 13, 11. He answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. To them it has to these people who are called by him. Unto them so much is given to them. So much is also what? Oh my goodness. So much is also expected of them. Unto them they are given to understand. Not only if you go to John 1.12, he said what? Unto those who believe in me, they are given the power. To become the children of God. But not only the power. That power is useless. That power is useless without understanding. You see? You got maybe a degree. I got a degree in my pocket. And yet, I don't do anything with it. Understand what that degree can work. It's useless. The understanding of what does God mean by this. He said, fear me. That means depart from all evil. Anything that will stain the name of the Lord, depart from it. Work on it. I need the willingness from you. A determined willingness. A broken heart. A contrite spirit. If I see that willingness, I will come, as he said in Ezekiel 11, 1920. I will then come, I will give you a, what? a heart of flesh. And then I will give you a new spirit that you didn't have before. With that new spirit, then that will enable you to do the impossible. Because with the spirit of God, all things are possible. So without understanding, because you know one thing, he said, nobody comes to me except I draw him. But if he's drawing you for what reason is the issue? To bear fruit. That's why he said, let your light then shine. Read me Matthew 5, 16, please. Matthew 5, 16. Let your light so shine before men mm -hmm. that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And glorify your Father. Let's, let's go back to Paul right now. I just want to make sure that we are ready to answer anybody. Some people say, no, Paul said what? Well, Paul didn't say 
Because they don't understand spiritually. God opening to, God has never changed all the way from Genesis. And he's not going to change for anybody. There is no halfway for God. You're either in or you're out. That is it. Predestination is governed by what? The rule of if factor. If. If my people who what? No matter whatever they do. And we're going to go to the Israelites. I don't think there's anybody here that we're going to go to who is predestined more than Moses. Or Abraham. But why did he use all these people for an example? Or even the children of Israel. So you got a situation where it's governed by that if factor. If anybody says, I'm predestined, that is for a purpose. A purpose of fulfilling the will of God. And that is the only way God will look at certain things. But then let's take some example. You see, for it, Moses in particular, Moses who saw the back of God, remember? And God spoke to him one-on-one. And yet it came to a point where Moses offended God. Moses almost lost it. You know, in, do you, let me tell you, do you know what saved Moses? Moses, God told, oh God, please always admonish me and chastise me. God chastised Moses when Moses was still alive. And Moses repented. You know that? Moses, David also repented. But think about it. You and I may not have that chance. We may walk today and say, oh, it's okay. But we may not get there to repent and to change. That may not be there. But read me Deuteronomy, please. 1, 35 to 37. You can see the children of Israel who, who were predestined as well as Moses. What happened? Deuteronomy 1, 35 to 37. Surely not one of these men of this evil generation shall see that good land of which I swore to give to their fathers. God was ad talking about who? Children of Israel. The children of Israel. Remember the children of Israel? Stop right there. We'll get to it. Remember the children of Israel? The peculiar people. In fact, if you go to first, if you go to first, because most of our preachers have perfected this now. You know, the first Peter two two nine. We are the royal priesthood. We are this. You are royal. You want to be prince? We be whatever you want to be. Call yourself what you want to call. Whatever you're saying with your mouth makes no sense. What matters? What you you do? That God sees and said yes. He searches the heart. You see, these are the peculiar people that he said, among all nations, I have chosen you. And he comes back there and said, none of those people will even what? Enter. Finish reading it. Surely not one of these men of, of this evil generation shall see that good land of which I swore to give to their fathers, except Caleb, the mm -hmm. son of Jephunneh. He shall see it. And to him and his children, I am giving the land on which he walked, because he wholly followed the Lord. Mm -hmm. The Lord was also... Great Moses, go ahead. That's Moses now talking. The Lord was also angry with me for your sakes, mm -hmm. saying, even you shall not go in there. Oh my goodness. Please, let's, let's, please tremble and fear. Even you, Moses, you shall not enter. In fact, Moses was pleasing to, pleading to God. I pitied him. Remember last week, last week I was saying I pitied Moses. Read me Genesis 3, 24 to 27, please. Genesis 3, 24 to 20, 24. 
24 to 27. Genesis. Okay, read 24, yeah. So he drove out the man, and mm -hmm. he placed cherubim at the east of the Garden of Eden, and a flaming sword, which turned every way to guard the way to the to tree. guard the way. Read me Deuteronomy 32, please. 48 to 52. Deuteronomy 38, 48. 32. 32. Deuteronomy 32, 48 to 52. Then the Lord spoke to Moses. Yes. That very same day, saying, Go up this mountain of the Abarim, Mount Nabal, which is in the land of Moab, across from Jericho. View the land of Canaan, which I give to the children of Israel as a possession, mm -hmm. and die on the mountain which you are sent. Yes. And be gathered to your people, just as Aaron, your brother, died on Mount Hor and was gathered to his people, because you trespassed against me among the children of Israel at the waters of Meribah Kadesh in the wilderness of Zin, because you did not hallow me in the midst of the children of Israel, yet you shall see the land before you, though you shall not go there, into the land which I am giving mm. to the though children of Israel. Though you shall not Israel. go there. I pray this will never be our portion. I'm, I'm serious. Please listen to me, my brothers and sisters. Since we started this thing about this fellowship here, have I asked anybody anything? This is not my word. God cannot change and has never changed. He's the ancient of days. Let's stop deceiving ourselves with, with all those fanciful terminology and psychology 101 that people are deceived. You know one thing? Paul, who wrote what anybody is saying? Read me Titus 224. Titus. Do you have Titus? Two? Titus 2.24. There is no 20. Okay. You sure you got Titus? Titus 2. Read 14. Titus 2.14. Who gave himself for us mm -hmm. that he might redeem us from every lawless deed? Yes. He might redeem us from what? Every lawless deed. Yes. And purify for himself mm -hmm. his own special people. Why? Zealous for good works. Why again? Speak these things. No, no. Why? Zealous for what? That's why I said why again? Zealous for what? Good works. Same Paul was talking. They said, Paul said, oh, don't talk about any kind of works. God is, Paul is talking about good works like every other person that I've written. All the way from God. Good works that is there. The same Paul wrote about grace. So predestination is nothing but grace. What is grace? An unmerited favor for regeneration into the word, image of God for only one purpose, for good works. Read me Ephesians 2, 8 to 10. Ephesians 2, 8 to 10. Yes. For by grace you have been saved through faith. Mm -hmm. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Created for, the, for good works. Now, because of time, 
Now let's think about so many parables. We're going to come to it right now. You see the parable of the wicked laborers in the vineyard. Do you remember those? Mm -hmm. They were predestined and given the vineyard. What happened to them when they couldn't deliver? They were, they were cast out. How about the parable of the talent? The one servant that kept one dollar, whatever it is, and didn't do anything with it, what happened to him? He was also cast out. Read me Matthew 8, 11 to 12, please. Matthew 8, 11 to 12. Yes, ma'am. And I say to you that many will come from east and west mm -hmm. and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So they were prayed... <laughs> Predestined sons of what? The kingdom. the kingdom. And I don't know how many of us could say they're more predestined than those people. They were predestined already. You are the sons of the kingdom. But Christ warned them. That kingdom will be taken away from you. And given to others that will bear fruit. Read me Matthew 21, 43, please. Matthew 21, Yes. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a nation, a nation? bearing the fruits bearing of the it. fruits thereof. Now let's make sure we get distant all things now. Anybody who thinks, oh, I have Christ DNA, I have this, this, and that, I'm predestined to make heaven, you are just wasting your time. There is no human being predestined to make heaven. It is an endurance race. Everybody will run. According to 10, Matthew 10, 22, whoever endures to the end shall be the one to save. Because you know why? God has made it in Hebrew, Hebrew 9, 27. He said it's appointed unto man to do what? Die. To die once and then judgment. And every judgment is based on what you have done. Judgment and reward based on that. Read me Matthew 16, 27, please. And this is Christ saying it, but nobody wants to hear that. Matthew 16, 27. Yes. For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with mm -hmm. his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. Christ said he will reward each according to what? You see, once we have been transformed into his image, now we are transformed to do Good works. What is a good works? Remember we went through the order of work. The first one is a first order of work. Love God with all your heart. With That's the same thing he told, he told Adam all the way. He told also what? Abraham. Love God with everything you have and obey him. Love others as God has loved you. Then go ahead. I have souls that are lost. Help and bring them know you. That's why when Christ was departing this earth, if you look at Matthew 28, 19 to 20, he said what? The Great Commission. I send you. As my Father sent me, so also I'm doing the same thing unto you. That you should go ahead and do that work. Because if I hire you, and you're not performing, I fire you. Isn't it true? Yeah. Those of you who hire now. And I'm telling you, if you hire somebody and he doesn't perform, you why do you hire somebody to perform, right? 
God bless you. If he doesn't do that good work, he doesn't deserve it. So the person should just be fired. But just now, read me Revelations, please. 20, 12 to 13. Revelations 20, 12 to 13. Yes. And I saw the dead, small and great, mm -hmm. standing before God, and books were opened, and another book was opened, mm -hmm. which is the book of life. Yes. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, mm -hmm. and they were judged, each one according to his works. Each one according to his works. Listen to me carefully. If actually there is anything like predestination to heaven, that is, one is predestined to make heaven no matter what, why would God send his only begotten son back again? All he would just do, hey, this one, you are you already made heaven. There is no point coming there. And why would there be judgment again? Give me Revelation 22, 12, please. Revelations 22, 12. Yes. And behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. According to his work. Let me tell you, Christ is in you when you are in Christ. Period. If you're not in Christ, don't waste your time. Look back, it's in you. Because he told us one thing, if you look at John 8, 29, he said, my father was always with me. And the only reason was because I did what pleased my father. Always. Are you, are you following me right now? And he said, well, the only way that my, my father and I will come in, we come in and dwell with those who obey me. Read me John, please. 14, 23 to 24. John 14, 23 to 24. Yes. Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, mm -hmm. and my father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear, you hear is not mine, but the father's who sent me. So, but how do you love him? By keeping his word. If I don't keep his word, do I love him? If I don't keep his word and seek claiming I have DNA in my hand, am I not a liar? No, listen to me. Are you, are you with me now? So those who do what he asked them to do, if you obey that, you're either with me or against me. God cannot come and stay with somebody who is against me. And there's only one way to be together with him. To bide in him is that the word of God also lives in you. Read me John 15, 7, please. John 15, 7. If you abide in me and mm -hmm. my words abide in you, you will ask what you believe, what you desire, and it shall be done for you. If you abide in me and my word abide in you, ask what you desire, it shall be done to you. I don't want to get into that because somebody was arguing, that, arguing with me, said, no, no, no. All I need to do is to ask. And I will receive. But I know one thing. I have never gone to my enemy to ask. When I go to ask for somebody, someone that I believe, this person, you know, I, I, we are friends. And that's the one who's going to be able to listen to that. You don't go to a stranger. And that is why he told us what, if you look at 1 John 4, 15, he said, this is the confidence we have. We have this confidence when we ask because we do whatever he asks us to do. So what are we really talking about here. Read me Hebrews, please. 
18. Yes. For who having heard rebelled? For for who sir? having heard rebelled? <laughs> yes, let's see. For who? For who? The Israelites that had, they rebelled. For you and I, oh God, please for, help us that we don't rebel. Forget about what anybody. Yes, go on. Indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt led by Moses? That's a good question. Were not all of them predestined? Listen to me. Were not all the Israelites predestined? You're not answering me. Yeah, the way I right? Okay, go ahead. Yes. Now, with whom was he angry 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose corpses fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter they his rest? Enter but heaven. to those who did not obey? To those who did they swore they would never enter into this heaven. Read me Jude, please. It's only one chapter, verse 5 to 7. Jude 5 to 7. Yes, ma'am. But I want to remind you. This is a warning. Though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, mm -hmm. afterward destroyed those who did not believe. And the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. As Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them, in a similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality mm -hmm. and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal suffering fire. Suffering the vengeance of eternal life. Time is coming. I'm going to be closing. This is the warning he's telling us. Do you remember? Now, let's think about it. Even the angels... And you are now on this earth to think we are something. Even the angel, this is the God we serve. He doesn't change. Even the angel that could not keep up doing what God told him, he cast them out. Lucifer was sent back down. And yet he was an angel. Remember that. He was an angel. So let's conclude with this one right now. Read me Hebrews, please, 4 1. Hebrews 4 1. Yes, ma'am. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. Yes, read that again. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, mm -hmm. let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. Isn't it the same warning that Paul was giving us in Philippians what? 2.12. Read that, please. Philippians 2.12. Yes. Therefore, my beloved, mm -hmm. as you have always been obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, mm -hmm. work out your own salvation with, with fear. fear and trembling. Psalm 2.11 tells us the same thing. Serve God with fear and rejoice. Whenever you are rejoicing, they think that you have arrived. Rejoice with trembling. And that's because, read me, read me this in 2 Corinthians, please, 7, 1. Perfect this thing. We have to perfect this righteousness. God is holy and righteous. Yes? 2 Corinthians 7, 1. 
Therefore, having these promises, beloved, yes. let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. Yes. Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. You know why? Because God delivered us to know him so that we can serve him in righteousness and holiness. I'm not talking about com completely forget about what Uzurumba used to be many years ago. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about now that I say the scales God has mercifully, out of the abundance of his mercy, removed the scales off my eyes and then show me the light. And I'm still operating in darkness and say I'm pleasing God. That's not the way it works. He said we have to perfect that. In fact, if you look at Luke 1, 74 to 75. You see, Zachariah was prophesying. He said, he has delivered us from this bondage of darkness. So that now we can serve him in righteousness and holiness all the days of our life without fear. Without fear. So, I want to make sure we understand this very predestination. Let no one run thinking that he was, has made it. He said, take heed so that if you think you stand, the time has come to fall. There is nothing like God is with me except I am with God. That's why if you look at what he told Joshua. He said, Joshua, you know one thing. In Joshua 1.5, he said, Joshua, you go. There shall no any man stand against you. Why? Because he said, as I was was with Moses. I will also be with you. Why was God with Moses? Because Moses did what he told him to do. But when Moses didn't once, Moses received it. Because God cannot. He will forgive. I've spoken like a moment. He will forgive. But he will for God will always punish. But now you and I, the problem, we don't know when that very moment will come. So from this very moment, walk out your salvation with fear and trembling. Live a life of total surrender, willingness to God. Then when you do that, it's only God who will give you that spirit. Don't worry about it. I cannot do it. No man can do it. But if God can touch you and touch me, he can touch anybody. You know why? Because all souls are his. And he can touch any heart, any moment, any time. But he could not come. You know one thing? Predestination and grace, those things do not void free choice. Listen to me. Predestination or grace, call it whatever it is. God has never taken free choice from us. That is why if you look at, oh yeah, if you look at Deuteronomy 11, you go to 25 to 28, he said what? Moses was talking to the children of Israel, I said, well, I place before you today a blessing and what? A blessing if and a cost that. And then if you look at Joshua 24, 15, he said, well, make a choice. You have the freedom to do it. But as for me and my family, I will worship the Lord. So it's a choice we make. The time has come for us to stop deceiving ourselves, thinking that, oh, it's okay to go to church, do this. No, this is the time to change because tomorrow is not granted for anybody. And God has made it that way so that people can fear him. I hope by his grace, our brothers and sisters here and those on the internet would have just benefited from this. So that you walk 
all the time doing the will of God and not to be deceived anymore. When somebody said, I've been transformed into the image of God, that is an individual who said, now, I know the truth. If one says he knows the truth and is still deceived, he doesn't know the truth. The truth is there, the word of God. It does not change for anybody. It's not the word of Osurumba, and it's not the word of any human being. And if you follow it the way God said you should follow it, he said, I want you to do it so that it shall be well with you and your children from everlasting to everlasting. And let me tell you one thing. God continuously, God continuously will always have mercy on those who love him. Because he said it in Deuteronomy 25 and 6. He said, well, I'll have mercy on 2,000, I mean, generations upon generations. But those who rebel against me, I, God, will also rebel against them. If they forsake me, I'll forsake them. Because I'm God. So I want to pray. That the Lord God Almighty, who has spoken to us this very afternoon, very strongly and fully boldly according to your own word, according to your spirit, my Father, to touch each and every one of us so that there will not be any self-deceit lying to ourselves, that we may walk the path and not be deceived by the people, things of this world, Lord, that in the end, my Father, my God, we shall find favor in your presence, Lord. We bow before the throne of your grace and say, Lord, help us, for we cannot help ourselves. Give us the spirit of willingness to seek you and to serve you in spirit, in truth, in righteousness and holiness. So let it be our portion now and forever in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for listening to this message from Today Evangelical Ministries. We would love to receive your feedback and stay connected with you. So send us your comments or questions through our website on our Contact Us page or by sending an email to info at tmonline.org. Our web address is tmonline.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. God bless you.